here it is, the moment we've all been waiting for. For every moment throughout all of history that every voice has cried out from the wilderness for a warrior to save them from injustice, for a judge to acquit their wrongs, and for a king to invite them into his safe kingdom. For every human soul throughout all of the ages that has rejected Jesus, rejected his truth, that has laughed at Jesus Christ, for every person that has turned a blind eye to the thoughts of intelligent creator, all the pain, all the fear, all the words, all sin, all evil comes to an end in this podcast. You're listening to Drilling Down, a podcast dedicated to finding the truth in every topic we explore. Be a part of the show. Follow this podcast on Facebook at Drilling Down Radio, where you'll find surveys, upcoming show announcements, and a place for you to weigh in on our discussions. Thank you for making this podcast part of your day. Now, let's get drilling. Revelation chapter 19. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up for ever and ever. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him both small and great. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Then the angel said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. At this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has this name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. 
And I saw an angel standing in the sun, who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair, Come, gather together for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and mighty men, of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who had performed the miraculous signs on his behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The rest of them were killed with a sword that came out of the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. <laughs> now we're talking, right? Now we're talking about Revelation. Man, I love Revelation chapter 19. We've all heard of Armageddon. Heaven stands open if you... I love... I'm really passionate about this chapter. Heaven stands open. <sighs> Because the whole Bible has been leading up to this moment. Everything we read in the Old Testament prophesying what would happen through the Messiah in the New Testament with his death, his resurrection, his ascension, all the disciples went through, all we've gone through in the church age ends here. Heaven stands open and a white horse whose rider was called faithful and true thunders to the earth with a countless righteous army. You saw here this bloodstained, I love that, bloodstained divine warrior. Find We find him all the way back in the book of Isaiah, chapter 63. He emerges on a white horse, and it's symbolic of his victorious return as a warrior king. That's what our culture doesn't understand about Jesus. He's faithful, he's true, and he's the only one, guys, that can execute God's true and just judgments. We see here his eyes are like blazing fire, revealing his penetrating insight and his wisdom that he and he alone can judge with. He wears many crowns and diadems, showing that he is the only legitimate ruler of the universe in stark contrast to the dragon. He has a name that only he is wearing and a robe dripped in blood, the blood of all who rejected him. And his name is the word of God. John knows this. John writes in his writings of Jesus being in the beginning. He was there. He was the word. He spoke the world into existence. He alone wears the title of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And an army of angels and Christians right now are at his side. Woo! Chapter 19, verse 15. His very words are a sharp sword that will strike down every powerful nation. Remember how Jesus defeated demonic powers when he was on the earth in his earthly ministry? He did it with his tongue. He would walk up to someone who was demon-possessed. The demons would freak out because they knew who he was. And he would cast them away. Not by punching them in the face, by commanding it 
with his words. Chapter 19, verses 17 and 18, John uses uh, Ezekiel. There's a the prophecy against Gog, not the Gog and Magog that we talked about. That was at the start of the tribulation. But to destroy God's enemies and begin what's called a new feast. Okay, so everybody at some point in the end, what you have to know, we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit uh, in the next episode. You're going to get invited to one or two feasts. The wedding supper of the Lamb, that sounds really nice. Or the wicked supper of destruction. Not so nice. Those are the only two options, guys. You trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you reject him. To be neutral on it is to reject him. Chapter 19, verses 19 to 20. The kings of the earth and all their armies get together in this battle of Armageddon to take on... We Two, two episodes ago, we talked about this, and I felt the need to unpack it a little more because I think I cruised through it at... Uh, at breakneck speeds, impossible speeds to understand. So they get together to take on the white horse, who we now know as Jesus, and his army. But what happens? The beast and the false prophet are captured. And I don't, I'm not make. I don't want to. I can't make light of this because you guys have to understand that the Antichrist and the false prophet are the two most powerful people to ever walk this earth beside Jesus Christ. Supernaturally speaking. And they're, they're captured like child's play. The battle of Armageddon has finally arrived. Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Not that Armageddon. The day of the Lord, prophesied throughout the Old Testament, is finally here. Guys, all of the evil forces of earth have gathered up, if you haven't caught this, to fight Jesus Christ. It's that moment when they're all rushing in. You've seen the movies. They're all rushing in, you know, against each other, opposing forces with supernatural speed. The collision, the impact is imminent. Guys, from the Garden of Eden to the corruption of all flesh to the enslavement of Egypt to the death of the Messiah on the cross, all the martyred apostles to the Great Tribulation and all the saints that gave their lives, everything in this, everything we've learned in human history is coming to head in this battle, in this instant. And they meet face to face, the Bible says, and I again have one of those bass drop moments in my in my mind. I always see like if time stops, they're just ready to clash like in 300 or, you know, whatever. And it's, it's, and everyone stops just as sword is inches away from opponent face, just as horses are moments away from clashing. It all stops and the camera swings 360 and it focuses in on the blood-stained rider with the ultimate crowns on the white horse. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, simply speaks words with his sharp tongue and everyone is slaughtered in an instant. It speeds up. And all the birds came into feast on the complete annihilation of all that have ever rejected Jesus Christ. The end. (laughs) 
Kyle, are you serious? That is it? That is it. Kyle, I thought Armageddon was uh, going to be a little more exciting than that. Nope. It's done. It's done. It's done. Uh, where were Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck? Chapter 20, verse 21. The beast and the false prophet are thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. We've talked about this. Uh, Hades. I think it was I think it was episode five. Go back and listen to that. Hades refers to the grave or the realm of the dead. The fiery lake, like hell or Gehenna, is what's reserved uh, in this place of final punishment for these dudes. The wicked who die throughout history of the world are put into Hades. According to Luke 16, verse 23, there's a fiery place, a different place that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25, verse 41, all the people of the earth are now given the same treatment that God's precious two witnesses received when they lie dead in the streets and the whole world rejoiced and traded gifts to one another. The reason I love this short and sweet chapter so much is I love seeing that baby, that lamb that we were taught all throughout scripture was called a sacrificial lamb. He was cute. You could pet him, but then he, he died for our sins as a sacrificial lamb. And now he's returning as a fierce lion that devours all that are evil. Kyle, that's not fair. Guys, if you're saying that right now and you're listening to this, you don't get it. And you're never going to get it. Scripture is never going to make sense to you until you understand that Jesus, that God can do whatever they want to. Fairness to you means nothing to them. They are just. And I pray that the scales will fall off of your eyes right now and you'll see Jesus Christ for who he, who he truly is in this chapter. He's just, he's righteous, and he's all-powerful. Chapter 20, verse 1, an angel comes down from heaven having the key to the abyss. We're going to move in a little bit to chapter 20 here. And he also holds a great chain. The fact that this angel is powerful, I think, but, but not even named, <laughs> shows us that Satan is once again God's, remember, he's God's opponent, but he's not God's opposite. God simply uses some angel. to wail on Satan and bind him and throw him into the abyss. The angel seizes the dragon, Satan, the ancient serpent, the devil, and he binds him for a thousand years. Chapter 20, verse 3, Satan is locked in the abyss and it's sealed over him. Notice the forceful, forceful verbs that you heard there if you're looking at your Bibles right now that are you used to highlight this imprisonment process right here. Seized, bound, slain, gorged, locked, sealed. Uh, Satan's not going to get out of this one until God lets him. God's going to let him. Yeah, God's going to let him. He's going to let him come out one final time in a thousand years and wage one last war. Holy cow, Kyle, I thought it was over. It's not over. Guys, as you can tell, the book of Revelation, it's hopefully you've seen it's divided into three sections. The beginning, we're introduced to the world that's been ruined by man. The second half, we got the tribulation that we witnessed the world ruined by Satan. <laughs> and then as we come to the end, we see a world reclaimed by Jesus Christ. You know, before the earth can be reclaimed, it's got to be cleansed. 
Jesus is moving back into his house, but it's infested with termites and cockroaches and rats and sin, and he's about to clean it up. All rebellion must be rooted out. He's got to avenge the damage that's been done to his perfect creation. I love that stark contrast between the, the first coming and the second coming of Jesus. In the first coming, he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. But this time, these clothes are royal and dipped in blood. The first time, he was surrounded by cattle and common people and cows and pigs and nice little petting farm. But this time, he has a massive army of heaven. The first time the door of the inn was closed to him, he was not allowed to enter. It was too full. But this time, the door of heaven is is thrown open and he rides out. The first time his voice was a tiny cry of a baby, but this time it will thunder as the sound of rushing waters. The first time the Lamb of God who brought salvation to the world, but this time he's the Lion of Judah who brings judgment and death. I know I need help. The Antichrist and the false prophet are burning and Jesus has prophesied that he will be here a thousand years to reign on earth in what's called the millennial kingdom with the 144,000 that were sealed. Remember, they were dodging that dragon. They were they were dodging the Antichrist. They were sealed at God's chosen people. The scales had fallen off these Jews' eyes. Israel once again would reign with their king that they finally returned to after all is done. They will reign for a thousand years together. And what happens during that 1,000-year millennial reign makes for a fascinating study. And that, my friends, is our next podcast.